everybody, what's going on? It is Financial Aid, Believes College Football, College Basketball Betting Podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ben Wittenstein. Uh, give me some of your plays, what you're liking this week, what you're not liking this week. I'll put some plays or suggestions on the podcast. And as always, appreciate everyone rating, reviewing, subscribing, and simply listening to the podcast. You know, we started... About two months ago, two and a half months ago or so, we've gone through a bunch of different weeks of college football, made some good picks, made some bad picks, but hey, we've been doing it together. So it's always fun, always a good time. 22 and 23 on the podcast, we're, uh, yeah, we're back under 500. Not great, not a good look, but we're only one game, one win below 500, however you say it. we got a 49% winning percentage, so all we need is two more wins than we have losses, and we're going to get back into the plus 50% winning percentage territory. And I believe we can. I really do think we can because you take a look this week and you look up and down on the college football schedule and it's just, it's not there. There's not really any eye-catching matchups, not really fun morning games, not super fun afternoon games, a lot of out-of-conference weird matchups going on as we head into this week. Some fun Pac-12 games, that's for sure. Pac-12 is killing it in some of these fun games towards the uh, end of the night on Saturday. You've got, of course, a really fun Pac-12 Oregon-Utah matchup, and you have a fun TCU game in the Big 12. So there, there are some good matchups that we've got this weekend. But really, all in all, if you're giving this weekend a grade, it's not going to be a high one in terms of excitement, but that doesn't mean we can't have some good lines betting. You know, maybe maybe we can use this to our advantage. Not a lot of people are going to be paying attention to the slate this weekend, not a lot of marquee matchups. Less betting going on, less line movement. It's a lot less tight. Let's take advantage. Let's take advantage of some of these lines. As we always do, we got three four-star plays going on. No five-star plays this week. We have a nerd play, all about the numbers with that play. A gut pick. Won't do a lot of explaining for that one. You just you feel in the gut. You feel it down in your stomach that this is the correct play. Without a lot of numbers backing it, it really is the opposite of the nerd play of the week. And then we've got a message from a listener, a DM suggesting a play for this weekend. So I always loved it. Love, love to hear from listeners, subscribers. Uh, you can, again, reach me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. We'd love to uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say or any bets that you have to suggest or any help on making a bet that you're thinking about doing. We'll put it on the pod. And as we get towards the later later month of November into December, we got college basketball. We'll have a lot of fun college basketball bets going on. I'm trying to have some guests on as well to talk college basketball bets. So a lot more to come in the Financial Aid Podcast brought to you by Believe. So let's go into it. We have, as we always do, as we always start out this episode, this show, three-star play of the weekend. And we're going to go back, back to the well. The well has been providing for us. So in turn, we shall provide and go back to the well because, oh, it has been so sweet to drink from those Iowa State unders. And we're doing it once again. Iowa State, Texas Tech, for some reason, again, this number is too high, 47.5 for this Iowa State-Texas Tech game. You know what won us uh, last week? Iowa State-Oklahoma State under 48.5. So we're going to keep going to the well. And again, I don't love that it's at 47.5. It's not at that key number of 48. I would like to have 48-49. But again, with Iowa State and how good they have been towards the under, I don't think we're going to get it. So I'm just going to make this a three-star play. But I love it. I love the under in any Iowa State game from here on out. I'll be 100% honest about that. Love the Cyclones to not score points and to not give up any points. Six straight games for Iowa State have gone under. Six straight 
games have gone under for Iowa State. They are the ninth best scoring defense in the country, fifth best defense in yards per game given up. They're a great defense. They are a really good defensive team. And on the flip side, offensively, they're bad. They, they simply are not a good football team on the offensive side of the ball. They stall up. They can't score. They really looked inept in a lot of different situations. They're 109th in the country in points per game. They do not score. They do not give up points. That is why the under has been so successful in a lot of these games. Texas Tech, on the other hand, they're a good offensive team, certainly quality. 41st in the nation in points per game. Pass the ball a lot, too. Pass-heavy team, 46 times a game. But you look at Iowa State's defense, they're 7th in the country in pass defense. So Texas Tech's going to do a lot a lot of passing, but Iowa State's going to be able to most likely stop a lot of their attack game. Oklahoma State was 31st in the country in points per game. That's why I think that total with Iowa State was so high. It was around 48.5. And, and they went under. Texas Tech has a worse offense statistically than Oklahoma State, at least in points per game. The total's hovering just one point lower than what we got at last week. So let's go under. We're going to go way down low, under 47.5 for Iowa State, Texas Tech. Again, it's been it's been providing us with Ws, so we might as well keep going back to that well. Four-star play of the weekend. This is a little bit more money, a little bit more confidence in this one, and sorry to all you Iowa fans, but we're going to fade the Hawkeyes this week. Going Minnesota minus three. Playing for that Floyd of Rosedale trophy, that uh, that shiny bronze pig, one of the more Big Ten-ish trophies that we have in the Big Ten. There's certainly some weird ones, but you know, a big bronze pig that you're playing for that's very Minnesota, Iowa, really encapsulates those two schools, those two locations. But I think Minnesota is going to be taken at home at the end of the day on Saturday. They're minus three. We're going to take them. Take Minnesota. We're going to lay the points. Gophers, they've been great this season when they've been healthy, and that's really the key here. The Gophers have been great when they have been healthy, and they're going to be healthy for this game. They are – I went back and looked. They are undefeated this season when they both have the quarterback, Tanner Morgan and Mo Ibrahim, the running back. When they are both fully healthy, this team is undefeated. Their losses have come when either Tanner Morgan has been out, when Mo Ibrahim has been out, or when Tanner Morgan had to leave because of an injury, because of a concussion. So I trust Minnesota as long as – Going into this weekend, you know, read some of these injury reports, read some of these reports from the beat writers, but Tanner Morgan should be healthy. Mo should be healthy. That's a one-two punch for this Minnesota offense. They're such a run-heavy team with their veteran running back in Mo Ibrahim that I think they should be able to outpace Iowa. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a dirty game. It's a Big Ten football game that's playing with Iowa. It's going to be gross. But my question here is, can Iowa keep up with Minnesota? Can, can Minnesota – outpace Iowa and I really do think they can because again they're going to have Morgan they're going to have Ibrahim this is an offense that is first in the nation in third down offenses they convert on third down and on the flip side they're first in the nation in third down defense only 3.3 third down conversions a game they give up they don't even give up a lot of third downs so here's the thing with Minnesota, and here's the thing with Iowa, too. Minnesota's going to be able to stop Iowa, and I know Iowa's had somewhat of a offensive resurgence, if you can call it that. You know, as much as you can have an offensive resurgence with what Iowa has been doing, they've been scoring more points. Yardage-wise, hasn't been extremely good. It was at 146 total yards against Wisconsin. 
but they were really helped in that win against Wisco. Uh, three turnovers they forced. You know, this is no one's saying Iowa has a bad defense. They have an extremely good defense, and that'll be an issue for Minnesota for sure. And I think it's going to take a little while for them to get used to it. And I don't think this is going to be necessarily a high-scoring game. But as long as this number is hovering around minus three. I think you have to hit the Gophers. I just don't think Iowa is going to be able to keep up. Minnesota's offense is too good. They're going to be able to score a couple of times. I just don't know if Iowa's going to be capable of keeping up with them offensively. I I really do not. So I'll go Minnesota minus three. It's a team that doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and Iowa really thrives when teams pass the ball. They gave Graham Mertz fits. You know, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how good Graham Mertz is as a quarterback after his outing against Iowa. But again, teams that pass on Iowa tend to struggle because that defense is so good. Minnesota's going to run. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball down your throat. Now, if Iowa's not going to be able to stop it consistently throughout the game, Minnesota should win and they should cover in this game. So the four-star play, we're going to take the Gophers minus three. We have a nerd play. Get the calculators out. Get the numbers out. Get your stats out because TCU minus two and a half is the play as they travel to Baylor in a really big, big 12 matchup. TCU number four in the country. Right now, if the college football playoff started today, they would be in it. So there is a lot on the line for the Horned Frogs in this one, and they're only having to lay minus two and a half. And we know, you know, Baylor at home, it's going to be a home game. That's a tough environment to play in at times, but I'm done. I'm just absolutely done betting against TCU. I've tried to do it a couple times this season. There's been multiple weeks in a row where I've gone, listen, TCU's, you know, this is it. They, they've had a good season. They've looked good this far, but at some point it has to come to an end. At some point they have to lose, and they have not done that yet. So I'm just I'm going to throw up the white flag, going to ride with TCU, and it's hard not to. When you look at the the way their offense is played specifically, they, they don't turn the ball over a lot. I think only six or seven times this season they have turned the ball over. They just don't make mistakes offensively. They are really good at holding on to the ball. They're really good at scoring quickly, and they have one of the best offenses in the country. Their offensive metrics, every single one of them are at one of the top of their categories. And I just don't think Baylor, again, we talk about teams being able to keep up. I don't think the Baylor Bears are going to be able to keep up with TCU in this one. I really don't. I think TCU is going to be able to score, you know, 30, 35 points, 40 points against this Baylor team. Can the Baylor offense keep up with that? I don't think so. Baylor's going to have to run the ball a lot. They love to run the ball a lot. And when they run the ball a lot and when they run, you know, 175, 200 yards, when they do that, they have a chance to win. But if you're playing from behind this consistently against the TCU explosive offensive team, you're going to go away from your strength, which is the run game, because you're going to be playing keep up. So I'm going to take TCU. I'll lay the points. I'll lay the two and a half. You can get them under a field goal. It's it's a team that really is good at weathering good opponents. Horned Frogs, five wins over ranked opponents. They're just a battle-tested team. They're, they, they're good in all corners offensively. They're good at blowing teams out. They're good at just holding on and winning games. Figuring out ways to win games is really the name of the game for TCU. They figure it out somehow, some way. Sometimes they go down, they get back up, figure it out. And, and that's, that's what we're betting money on. And, and history has shown that this season. So we're just going to run with it. We're going to run with the Horned Frogs, minus two and a half against Baylor. We have a gut pick. And this is just, you know, looking at the lines throughout the week, looking at the teams, looking at the numbers. 
you look at this and you say, this makes sense. I think this is the right play to make. And it's going to be Texas A&M and UMass. Just an, <laughs> an ugly game. Texas A&M has had a rough season. They're 3-7 and seven this year. People calling for Jimbo Fisher's head. The offense has been stagnant at times. The defense hasn't been what I think they expected it to be. Lots of issues in College Station. Now they face, face a UMass team at home. That's 1-9. They're really bad. <laughs> this is just this is not a good UMass team. They're 0-6 against the spread on the road. I don't mind laying the 33 for AM. I think that's probably a solid bet, but the bet I like even more is under 47 and a half. This total's just it's a tad too high for this one. I really like the under 47 and a half. AM in a similar type of situation. Week one, they played Sam Houston State, an FCS team. They were favored by 35 points. And they won 31 nothing. So they didn't cover the 35 point spread. But they did win 31 to nothing. Sam Houston State obviously didn't score a point in that one. It's going to be hard for me to see UMass scoring more than 7 to 10 points in this game. And Texas A&M's not going to blow anyone out of the water. Sure, they, they might – honestly, they might cover 33. There's a, there, there's a chance they can blow it out. Jimbo Fisher's been hearing all the work, all the, all the people talking about his job and firing him and buying him out and feeling the hot seat and – He's just going to take out all his frustration on a smaller school, rack up the score 50 to nothing. It's a, there's a possibility that happens, but it really isn't in the DNA of Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher to do that. And they had a chance to do it this year to start the season on a high note. And they only were able to do it against an FCS team 31 to nothing. So really, theoretically, you know, this game could be 30 to 3. This game could be 34 to 6. We might see something like that, but to see the score go over 47 and a half, I just have trouble seeing a lot of paths where that can happen. So we'll go under. That's the gut pick. Texas A&M, UMass, under 47 and a half. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on the Texas A&M spread, be my guest. I don't think it's the worst play you can make all weekend, but I do like the under. All right, we got a uh, – I got a DM. Call him Sam. The name is Sam. <laughs> Name is Sam. He talked about, uh, you know, we had that overplay in Arizona-UCLA last weekend, over 77 and a half. It was the group chat play of the weekend. Text your buddies, have fun, root for a lot of points, root for a fun over late night into Saturday. Didn't hit. But he was saying there's another big one this week. Another high total game. And this game should probably be even more fun than Arizona-UCLA. It's going to be USC and UCLA. And that total right now is sitting at 76. Some places 76 and a half. Let's go over again. You know what? Again, you you only live once. There's only so much life to live. Why are you betting the under? Why are you not having some fun and betting the over in a very high scoring total? Both these teams play ridiculously well offensively and struggle defensively. That's really the key. That's why the number is so high, and I think that's why it could be fun to take the over in this game. So we'll stick with that. We'll go over 77, over 76 and a half, whichever number you can find. UCLA is going to, excuse me, USC is going to score over 40 points. Absolutely going to score over 40 points. And they may give up more than 40 points, to be quite honest. They gave up 35 to Cal. They gave up 37 to Arizona. Colorado, a bit of an outlier. They're not a very good school football-wise. And they gave only 17 points up. But they scored 55 on them. So, again, UCUSC's offense is really good and really high-powered. They'll be able to score points, and their defense probably won't be able to stop uh, top-five offense in UCLA. UCLA coming off a loss to Arizona. Only managed 28 points in that game. I think they're coming back. They're coming back with a vengeance. Had a rough game offensively. 20-point favorite, and they lost. 
we're going to see points in this game. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We're going to see probably both teams scoring in the 40s. Gets us to 80, gets us the over. Should be as easy as that. Really hope it's as easy as that. So to recap all the picks for this weekend, three-star play under 47.5, Iowa State and Texas Tech. Minnesota minus three against Iowa. TCU minus two and a half at Baylor. Texas A&M, UMass under 47 and a half. And we'll go um, UCLA, USC over 77. We'll grade it at 76 and a half. That's great at 76 and a half. That's the number that I'm seeing the most across the board. So we'll go over 76 and a half. UCLA, USC. Let's have some fun. Why not? You know, you only have once. Let's have a fun game. Have a fun over. Watch uh, some late night football. USC, UCLA. It's going to be a really fun match. Really fun game. It's going to be not too cold, not too hot. 53 degrees. Kicking off at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to go deep into the night on Saturday night. Have a few jinks and root for the over. That's why we love college football. I'll be back next week, Thanksgiving week. Going to have some fun Thanksgiving week plays into the weekend. Maybe we'll get some college basketball plays as well. A lot of tournaments around Thanksgiving, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll have that and more, of course, as the season goes on. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you want to do with the podcast. Appreciate everyone listening, and we'll be back next week. We'll be right back.